And today I've got my review of the DJI Air 3 after three months. What's going on, beautiful internet family? My name is Dan Davis, and I'm the creative director here on danstube.tv, which is Australia's number one ranked drone YouTube channel. I'm also the course creator over on the Fearless Drone Academy, which is the ultimate online drone course for beginners. So it's been three months. Can you believe it's been three months since the DJI Air 3 was released? We've obviously had the Mini 4 Pro since then. If you haven't checked out any of my content on that, go to the channel, because I've got a bunch of content. But I thought it's been three months, Let's kind of review what changes have come up, what's different, what my thoughts are after an extended period of use, and hopefully help some people out there make that decision, whether it is the time to get an Air 3, whether you should just wait, whether there is an alternative for you. That's what this whole video is about. First things first, the Air 3 is the successor of the widely popular Air 2S. So we had the Air 2, which was a great drone, and then the Air 2S came out with a one-inch sensor. Now this impressed a lot of people, it had 5.5, 4K, a really impressive drone and camera system and still is to this day. So when we saw the Air 3 with all of its exciting new features, the dual camera system, but without that one inch sensor and without 5.4K, a lot of people were wondering whether it was the time to upgrade or just hold out. If you don't already know, I reply to pretty much every single comment I get on my YouTube channel. There are times that I'm overwhelmed and I just give a love heart and I'm unable to comment on every single comment, but most of the time I'm replying to every single comment. So I'm seeing what people are talking about in the comment sections of my videos. And the big thing, the big topic for a lot of people is the Air 3S. People are saying based on the track record, we saw the Air 2, then we saw the Air 2S. A lot of people are going, you know, the Air 3 is really exciting, lots of cool features, but people are just thinking that there's going to be an Air 3S. And you can understand as a consumer why that would make sense, why you would predict that, because we obviously saw the Air 2, then the Air 2S. Hard to say, I actually have no idea if we're going to see an Air 3 if we were to see that, I would imagine the focus would be on the camera upgrade. But with that being said, I don't know whether we would see like a one inch sensor as the main camera, as the wide, and then maybe we would see the 70 millimeter, which is the telephoto, the medium telephoto system, as maybe just keeping the same. So possibly we might see an upgrade, but I actually have no idea. And I kind of feel like they're not going to do that, maybe. You know, we've got the Mavic 3 range that has a phenomenal camera system, and maybe the Air 3 is kind of at that perfect point between the Mavic 3 and the Mini 4 Pro. So for all of the comments out there of people trying to figure out if there's going to be an Air 3S, I don't know, this isn't the video for that. But what I will say is based on what I'm seeing with the Air 3, it is an extremely impressive drone. It has a lot going on for it. It's at a decent price point for a lot of people that wanna enter the drone space. And if you're wanting to upgrade from the Air 2, maybe the Mini 3, Mini 3 Pro, or another drone that's a little bit more, I guess, affordable and has lesser features available to it, then the Air 3 is a significant upgrade for a lot of people. I do have my Air 3 versus Air 2S videos on the channel, so definitely go and check those out and make some kind of informed decisions on whether it is the right upgrade if you have the Air 2S. But in this video, I wanna focus in on the Air 3 and my experiences so far. So if we're just looking at the DJI Air 3, it is 1,699 Australian dollars just for the drone and the controller with one battery. Now, I will have some bundles linked below on the D1 Store's website, so definitely check that out. I have some exclusive bundles for my Australian audience and I'll have some other links below to check out the Air 3 as well. So 
definitely go and check that out and see what you can do there. Also reach out to sales at d1store.com.au. Mention Dan's Tube and they will be able to help you out with the best deal they possibly can. So for $1,699, if you're just gonna get the drone and the controller um, with the one battery, it is a phenomenal price point. I really do think it is. The amount of technology they've crammed into this system here, the amount you're getting is extremely exciting. And I will say like there's a bunch of different options, bunch of different features and whatever else that you can use with the Air 3, but the big calling card is the fact that it's got two camera systems. So we've got a 24 millimeter wide angle camera system, and then we've got that 70 millimeter medium telephoto camera system. And that one there, the medium telephoto, which is the three times is the one that I am obsessed with. It gives such a unique perspective. It's a unique focal length that we don't typically see on a lot of drone content out there. So to diversify yourself and to have a unique look, that three times, that 70 millimeter camera system really does offer something unique that maybe your audience or you haven't seen in a long time and it will create a new creative kind of opportunity for you and your projects. Both camera systems are one over 1.3 inch CMOS sensors. The 24 millimeter has an f-stop of 1.7 and the 70 millimeter has an f-stop of 2.8. So both camera systems look very similar. You can definitely match the footage nicely when you go between the two focal lengths. And the fact that both camera systems can utilize all of the features is great. Regardless if you're in waypoints or if you're using master shots, if you're in the slow motion option, 4K, 100 frames per second, no matter what you're doing, you can use both camera systems. And I find that it switches between the camera systems relatively quickly. You know, there's a short delay, but it's really not an issue when you switch between two camera systems, considering you know, you're flying such a distance away from your drone to be able to just press a button and to be able to just swap into a medium telephoto system is such a fun experience. Like I said, both cameras can utilize all the different options and you can utilize that 4K up to 60 FPS with the HDR video options. You can capture 48 megapixel stills on both camera systems and you've also got 4K up to 100 frames per second. So it's extremely usable for everyone out there you've obviously got things in between there so if you want 2.7k 1080p there's a bunch of options for resolutions and frame rates but that 4k 60 and then the 4k 100 fps slow-mo is the standout point and the fact that you've got two camera systems really makes this drone stand out as an asset in your kind of camera library or your drone library i can't understand why a lot of air 2s users aren't going to upgrade and again if i think about the comments that i've engaged with there are a few people that have said to me i'm not going to get it you know i'm happy with the air 2s happy with that one inch sensor 5.4k and when they've seen the side by side between the air 3 and the air 2s on my channel they say you know it's decent they're very similar but not enough to want to upgrade from their air 2s and i think that's a valid point for a lot of pilots out there because you don't always need to get the latest and the greatest but i will say that that three times is the standout and that's where you're really going to notice some unique perspectives when you are flying your drone but on top of that you're getting a bunch of other things that i've absolutely adored so you obviously get the omnidirectional obstacle avoidance which is the first time an air drone has got omnidirectional obstacle avoidance the air 2s does not have full avoidance in every single direction so that's a big standout point you're getting a pass 5.0 you're getting that active track 5 which basically allows you to track in multiple directions really awesome stuff and extremely reliable I don't actually have the drone with me as you can see because it's actually been sent in for repair so it's being sent to Melbourne to the d1 repairs to get it fixed up and what happened I've got a video on the channel, it will pop up somewhere as well, I'm sure. 
and basically what happened was I was testing the active track in quite a dense area. The drone kept increasing in altitude, it hit some tiny little branches and then just nosedived straight into the camera system. So the gimbal and the camera pretty much took the full impact. Amazingly enough, they still worked, had no issues with actually like camera quality or scratches on the lenses, anything like that. But what happened was clearly the gimbal was slightly damaged because it would just kind of slowly look up or slowly look down as I was flying and I, I obviously the gimbal was damaged so I thought I'd send it in get it properly repaired because again it is such a phenomenal drone one of my favorite drones to use so just keep that in mind don't be testing your drone in a dense bushy area or any sort of area where there's a lot of stuff going on like no thin wires no power lines no thin branches you will find that with omnidirectional obstacle avoidance with that active track from DJI as great as it is and as reliable as it can be in most scenarios scenarios, they do actually say a disclaimer where it's like, don't fly where there are thin branches or power lines. So that kind of implies to you that it's not overly responsive to thin items in its environment. So if it's a big branch, if it's a large tree, it's going to be fine with that. But anything thin can have some issues. Active track though, in most scenarios is fine. You know, if you're tracking a person, a vehicle or a boat or anything like that, and there's not too much going on around you, it's perfectly fine. You know, it does such a great job. It's more so in those dense areas. So if you're on a mountain bike and you want to use the drone to track you, as much as you would probably love to do it, I don't know if I would 100% trust it in an environment like that unless the trees are just bare and there's no branches hanging off or anything like that. It's just a long thin kind of tree with nothing hanging off the sides. Besides that kind of scenario, um, you need to be mindful of where you're flying the drone. Also the flight time on the Air 3 has been great. You get 46 minutes of flight time. Realistically, you're getting maybe just under 40 minutes of flight time in most scenarios because you need to bring the drone back to land it, obviously. So 40 minutes of flight time is great. The batteries are reliable and the drone experience itself is responsive. Like I actually do like to fly larger drones because of that flight experience. It just feels like it commands the sky a little better than the smaller drones, even though all of the drones from DJI at the moment seem to be handling that level five wind resistance, which is like 38 kilometers of wind speed. So, you know, even when we're looking at like the Air 3 and the Mini 4 Pro, for example, both of those can handle level five. So it's not like a larger drone can handle wind better, but I just find that because it's larger, it commands the sky, it's got different aerodynamics, different kind of presence in the sky. It's a different experience, right? It feels different to fly the drone and to have a combination of a mini drone and then a larger drone, that's something that actually is extremely appealing to people out there that take their drones seriously. For the people that want to have a mini drone for travel, but then they want to have a more professional, larger drone for their corporate work, that's where it's nice to have something like a Mini 4 Pro and an Air 3. Another huge calling card of the Air three is the fact that we've got that OcuSync 4. So that gives us 20 kilometers of range. That's way over what you need and you're never going to push it that far because legally you have to keep it in line of sight. But having that extra buffer effect does make a big difference, especially when you're in a built up area because having OcuSync 4 means that it's going to be a lot more reliable when there's more interference in the area. So 20 kilometers of range, you're getting 1080p, 60 frames per second live video feed to the controller or to your phone, depending on what controller you're using. And I found that the experience was reliable never had any issues with it dropping out, no issues with the responsiveness of the drone or the gimbal or the camera set, nothing like that. You know, and that's kind of expected now from DJI. It's just a high quality product every single time. You would expect it for that price point, but it is nice to know that the experience has been phenomenal, no issues. And the only issue I had was obviously when I tested in a very dense area and you can kind of put that down to user error as well. I probably should have stopped the drone before it got too close to the branches. The Air 3 is feature packed. And I find a lot of the time when I'm out and about flying, I forget 
that there's so many features in this drone, right? Because you've got the waypoint, so you can set up a waypoint mission and plan out how you want the drone to fly. You've got cruise control, so you can set the kind of movement that you want the drone to follow on and it will just keep on that path for you. You've got the master shots, all the quick shot modes. There's obviously the focus track, which includes active track, point of interest and spotlight. There's the night mode. There's the option for vertical video as well, which you can go up to 2.7K. You can't utilize 4K with that cropped vertical video. But you know, there's just so many features here. And a lot of those features I mentioned are a big upgrade from previous models like the Air 2 and Air 2S. And you know, even though you might not have the one inch sensor like you did on the Air 2S, you are getting the two camera systems. You are getting omnidirectional obstacle avoidance. You're getting improved battery life, improved range, all these new features. So it really is a big upgrade. And for the people out there that aren't overly interested in upgrading right now, again, makes complete sense to a few people out there who have the Air 2S or who want something a little bit smaller. But I think if rules and regulations aren't an issue for you, if you're in a country where it is okay to fly a larger drone and you're not gonna get, I guess, in trouble for that, or there's not strict rules and regulations around it, then having a drone like the Air 3 is really nice because a larger drone does feel completely different. Having that different focal length makes your video and photo look completely different. So it's such a fun, novel experience, especially if you've had a few drones in the past. I would say that that's something I'm really excited about. So three months later, and I'm still obsessed with the Air 3. I love that 4K, 100 frames per second. I love that three times medium telephoto system. It's just a great all-round drone, commands the sky perfectly, flies nicely, and it's just such a great all-rounded drone. If you own no drone, and you're wanting to get your first drone and you have the money, the Air 3 is such an awesome price point because the Mavic 3 is maybe out of reach for a lot of people. The Mini 4 Pro or Mini 3 Pro, as amazing as they are and still such a strong recommendation, maybe you want something a little larger. Maybe you want something that feels different to fly. The Air 3 definitely has that nice midpoint between the Mini range and the Mavic 3, which is the tier, the top tier of prosumer drones because I think the Inspire is more of like a film drone. That's what I'd see that as. But the Mavic 3 is the top tier prosumer drone. The Air 3 is just below that. Obviously, does doesn't have that micro four thirds, the four over three inch CMOS sensor from the Mavic 3 series, but still has a phenomenal dual camera system with a bunch of pro options that we're seeing on the Mavic 3 anyway. And it is an upgrade over the Mavic 3 Pro and the Mini 3 Pro and the Mini 4 Pro. So definitely something to consider. Still absolutely obsessed with it. Can't wait to get it back once it's been repaired and love your thoughts. Let me know if you're gonna wait, if you're gonna grab one and uh, I'll help you out in the comments if you've got any questions and I'll talk to you in the next one. Peace.